Hello, and welcome to the Lalo Podcast. I'm Juan Medina, founder of Lalo. Our podcast has the same mission as our app, which is simply to capture and share people's stories. What are the memories that you want to preserve about your time together with family and friends? Whether it's sharing a funny story, preserving wedding pictures, or remembering a loved one, we want Lalo to be a place for folks to connect in a private and ad-free space. I hope what you hear today will inspire you to document your stories and share them with the people you care about. Amber, thank you so much for for taking the time for with a random Twitter guy to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to well, interview thanks you. For, thanks for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, let me tell you a little bit about me and what I'm building, and then we can, you know, hand it over to you. But uh, so Juan Medina, I've been uh, here in the Seattle area for a little bit over eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked for Big Bad Amazon for most of that time up until about three months ago when I said, can't do this anymore. <laughs> wow, brave move. I know, scary, but um, so left. Um, I did take some time off in between to figure out what I was going to do. Uh, but once I knew, I, I jumped ship and I've been building uh, a company called Lalo, L-A-L-O, um, based on really my experience with loss and grief, which sounds bad and kind of a downer, but I'm trying to spin it into something positive uh, around remembrance. Um, and so, you know, I lost my dad when I was 25. And, you know, at that time, like most single 25-year-olds, I was just worried about me and my life and what was going on. And obviously, I I missed him, but you know, now I'm in my early forties. I have a nine-year-old daughter and, uh, you know, realized that I, maybe I hadn't gotten to know him as well as I should have. And I didn't have the stories to tell my daughter and like all of those things. So I kind of went on this journey to, to do it offline, like found relatives in Bolivia, like recorded it, found his roommates from university of Kentucky where he went like in the seventies and they gave me pictures and stories and, he was an interesting dude. He was married three, three times, twice to the same person. So <laughs> there was a lot going. Yeah, there was a lot going on, and you know, uh, but I learned a lot, and it was super helpful for me. And I shared it with my half siblings, and they didn't really know him either. And so, anyway, long story short, I was like, cool. "Yeah, how do I?" do this in a more modern way and hopefully like people can do this before the person passes away um and capture these stories and so yeah so i'm you know kind of six months into the journey have a prototype that hopefully will be done at the end of august i just raised a round of funding thanks to twitter i had a tweet that went semi-viral and i i raised like 200 grand in like a week. So that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> yes. Well, and you. I'm super intrigued by what you're doing because I've been on a similar, I don't know, you, there's no way you could have known this, but like I've been on yeah. a similar quest with my mom who mm. is, um, you know, in the late stage of her life because she has, she has COVID, uh, not COVID, uh, COPD. Yeah. And, um, uh, and we know that we don't have like forever with her. So I've been very right. focused on spending time with her going through, like we have this ma- mass of 
family photos. And we have kind of a weird family because like both my parents were only children. And similarly, like my dad has been married a bunch of times. And so my extended family is like not somebody I know. And my family, like neither one of my parents were close to their like cousins or whatever. So I'm going through all these pictures and I'm, I'm recording her telling me the stories behind a lot of this stuff. Cause it's like family history that I don't know because I wasn't exposed to and stuff about her life that I've heard in bits and pieces and anecdotes here and there. Um, but never, I've never done it in a very deliberate way. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing that while she's still with us. Yeah. Um, so that I have that for me, for my kid, uh, you know, I have a 14 year old daughter and it's like, mm. I don't want to miss that either. So uh, I, I, re- I regret that I didn't do more of it sooner. And right. I, I'm bad at it in my own life. I realize how terrible I am. You know, in the digital age, like we don't take pictures yeah. the way that we used to or like assemble right. baby books for our kids the way that our right. parents did. So I look at like the stuff that I have of my daughters and I'm like, oh, I've been kind of bad at this. Like there's a bunch of pictures wow. on my computer, but like yeah. I don't have a notebook of all her artwork from kindergarten you know right so uh anyway i'm intrigued by what you're doing um you'll have to keep me posted because i'd, I'd love to kick tires on it when you're ready because i'm yeah for sure obviously something very kind of relevant in my life right now so absolutely yeah uh there he is what the he right yeah this <laughs> one's a, this one's my she that's hope she. i hope come here silly hope. what are you doing uh, she's like these doors are never closed what are you doing um no that's that's fantastic i mean i think um you know the more conversations i have i i don't know if it's good or bad but i I realize a lot of people have this need right everyone has a -hmm. story and like you said like hey my my family structure is a bit weird like i found that like the weird structure is just more normal actually than yeah than the normal structure. <laughs> the, yeah, what days. is normal anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've spent a lot of time like explaining, you know, my I have a I have a half sister, I have a stepsister, I have a full brother. Yes. Um, and then like my half sister I didn't actually meet until I was a teenager. And so it's like, you know, those kinds of stories where I have to draw people a map a lot of times of my family. I jokingly say, I'm like, I don't have a family tree. I have a shrub. It's like a lot of side branches and like small things on the side. So explaining my family always gets like some interesting laughs and raised eyebrows and like, wow, really? And what? Because um, yeah. it's just not traditional, like by any stretch. Uh, and nor like nor I'm a single mom. I'm with a teenage daughter, and yeah. that's more normal than than not these days. But it's like our my daughter and my life is not conventional right. by any means either. You know, so yeah. I don't know. I guess I just like breaking <laughs> all the rules. Like no, whatever. You that's know. okay. That's okay. I mean, that's that's life. You know, like I I was also you know, raised by a single mom and and then she remarried, you know, when I was like 11. So yeah, it's been a, a crazy journey, but I, I wouldn't change it, you know, like. No, I say uh, that all the time. It's like, yeah. I think those things shape who we are and who yeah. we become. Um, but it's definitely been one of those things where, 
when people ask you about your life or your story, you're like, where, where should I start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and can I like, do you need some cliffs notes to follow along? Because it is a little bit different. And, you know, for me growing up as a, I'm, we're probably around the same age, you and I, and mm-hmm. I'm in my mid forties now. And like, growing up, I was surrounded by a lot of like nuclear families and kind of more conventional yeah. you know, mom, dad, couple of kids, white picket fence kind of situation. So I yeah. always did feel a little bit like the odd kid out. Yeah. Um, and, but now that as an adult and you get more exposed to like much more diversity in your life and people mm-hmm. who come from different places and journeys, and you start to realize that there is no such thing as conventional. You know, because right. even the things that look typical on paper often have very complicated stories behind them. So it's like it, now I feel, excuse me, I feel a little bit less weird about my, yeah, you know, my unconventional upbringing and my the unconventional life that maybe I've orchestrated for my daughter. But right, um, you know, she's a pretty great kid, so I can't complain. I mean, if I didn't yeah, screw that up. It. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did not. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like I, you know, maybe similar to you, like I, you know, my almost nine-year-old daughter, like, you know, so much of her life has been, I hope so much, at least on paper, better, I will say, than than my early childhood. And and then I'm just like, I hope she's not boring when she grows up. <laughs> she's not going to be like, she's so funny and like, you know, great and like empathetic and all of those great things. But I'm like, you know, I look back at my trauma, honestly, and I'm like, made me who I am. And, you know, <laughs> that's what it does, though. You know, yeah. like such a profound loss of a parent at a young age, like shapes you. My parents got divorced when I was um, in high school. And I think it was, I mean, to them, it was a gift. I, I'm a full believer that divorce is a gift. Not everybody needs to be together forever, but, um, it does, it, it does kind of shape your experience having a multiple parent households. My dad moved away. Um, you know, like all of those things kind of become part of the fabric of how you adapt and the decisions that you make, you know, I'm not married. I've never been married. Uh, don't feel a real pressing need to be married. Um, don't know a lot of people in my small circles that have been happily married. So I was like never in right. a big hurry to like dive into a thing that I hadn't had a lot of great examples of working out well for others. So I'm like, why would I do that to me? <laughs> like, that seems like a whole big castle. So right. Um, you know, I, and I get asked all the time, like, don't you want to get married? Don't, aren't you lonely? Like all those things. And it's not like I don't have relationships, um, which are, I'm very private about my personal life because I feel like people are very weirdly judgmental about stuff. So it's like, no, I'm not lonely. And I have a really rich life that's filled with a lot of things and, uh, marriage just isn't one of them for me right now. Not to say I'd never do it. Just like it hasn't that hasn't been the right circumstances. So anyway, you know, convention is uh, not something I subscribe to very much, I guess. Yeah. Which I think is, is fantastic. I mean, you know, part of me leaving Amazon after eight years, I I looked, you know, last year in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, I had had enough. I could not do one more zoom call. I was like getting up in the morning. Like I can't 
do this, right? And and so I took a break and part of that time, you know, to to think through my life was say like a lot of the paths I'd taken maybe were a bit more conventional at times because I was like, well, that's just what you do. You go to college and if you can get your MBA, well, of course you do that. And if you can get into a place like Amazon, like, why would you not do that? And and then but I wasn't super happy with <laughs> the outcome. I mean, yeah. the mon- I won't lie, the money was great and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, maybe it's that midlife crisis thing that, uh, <laughs> that I hit. I, I think it, you get yeah. to a point in your life where you just start realizing that other people shouldn't be writing the script. Like I, I, I have had, I mean, my career has been unconventional. Um, you yeah. know, I went to college, but didn't graduate. Yeah. Um, because of some extenuating circumstances and uh, I was in a horrifically like abusive relationship in college. And I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was in no way equipped to be in college and functioning. So I ended up dropping out to kind of like deal with personal stuff. And then I fell into a career and I've just, my career has been a lot by like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like impulse, like, you know, yeah. opportunities come up and I'm just like, I'm like, okay, that feels like a good thing right now. Like, yeah. so there's nothing conventional about that either. I've, I've worked in nonprofits. I've worked in startups. I've worked in massive companies. I had, I owned my own business. Um, I've seen mm-hmm. wild success. Uh, I've seen catastrophic failure. I mean, the failure of my business pretty much ruined me financially. So, you know, yeah. it's like I've been on both ends of the spectrum and now I work for an, a $10 billion gigantic company in a really great yeah. job that I really love. Um, right. So it's like, there's nothing conventional about any of my career choices. And I was on like a, the path to be in marketing leadership. You know, I had executive titles and executive roles and mm-hmm. building and leading marketing departments. And my role today at LinkedIn is as a, an individual contributor. And people thought I was crazy awesome. giving up fancy ass titles to be an IC. Um, but I'm doing work that I really enjoy with people that I absolutely love in a company yeah. that I really like and appreciate and enjoy being part of. And it's like, you get to a point in your life where you start realizing that maybe things matter differently now, right. uh, even than they did before. And it's not to say you were wrong when you made those choices. It's like, that's what you had to work with at the time. And maybe those were the right choices then. but. I believe powerfully in like when that stops working for you, make different choices, you know? So I get, I get looked at all the time because I'm crazy because I do things (laughs) that, you know, I zig when other people zag, but so far it's worked out okay for me most of the time. Um, So I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't believe there's any one way to do things the right way as it were. Right. Yeah. And and it's not crazy to do things that make you happy and that you, <laughs> that you feel passionate around. And so I, I, mean, I as totally as I know we get one spin on this rock. So I'm trying <laughs> to like enjoy some of it and not just yeah. as they traditionally say, you know, I don't want to live to work. Um, right. And watching my dad grind in a corporate career for many years because he mm. felt very strongly about you know, being the provider and, and right. making sure that he did all the right things on behalf of his kids. And I watched him burn himself out doing that, you mm-hmm. know, and he has a lot of, I won't, I won't say deep regrets, but they're like, 
you know, he wanted to start his own business and never did because that felt like yeah. a reckless decision, you know, when he right. had kids in the eighties and, you know, he was part of, he could have been part of the personal computer like revolution and just right. that felt like a risky decision to him. So he didn't do it. And now he regrets it. Not just because of like the financial success that could have come with it, but he really wanted to be an entrepreneur. So he missed that boat. So I don't want to be, you know, I want, I always joke that I want to be, I want to slide into my grave, like ruined, wrecked, kicking and screaming <laughs> and not like with like real stories under my belt. You know, I don't want to yeah. look back and be like, man, I really wish I'd taken bigger risks or I really wish I'd right. cared less about what other people think. You know, you read all those articles about what people say their regrets mm -hmm. are at the end of their lives. And it's never like, gee, I really wish I worked more hours or, <laughs> right. you know. If I just made one more stock fest, that would right. be. If I had <laughs> one more PowerPoint deck, I would feel so much better. Um, you know, so yeah. I just, I don't subscribe to that. And that means I'll probably be working till I'm a hundred because I'm a little financially reckless and I'm a little bit career reckless, but man, I don't know. I feel like I'm living life now, as opposed to waiting for it for someday. And that's not for yes. everybody, but that's my take. I on love it. that. I love it. Um, are you, uh, where are you based out of? Are you West coast, East coast? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Okay. I'm a fourth generation Chicago. And in fact, Nice. Yeah, okay. I like here. <laughs> <laughs> like my my family showed up here. Um, some of them from Canada and some of them from Europe, and they just sort of stayed. So this okay. is where we are. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago's a great town. I actually, you know, when I graduated from college, I moved home with my mom and stepdad to Michigan, mm -hmm. and. My mom was like, oh, stay as long as you want. And my stepdad's like, get a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I uh, got a job in Chicago. So I lived there for uh, six, seven years. I loved it. You know, it's yeah, great. It's, a great, great I, it's I still, you know, I've been fortunate to travel all over the world and it's still one of my favorite places. Um, it's not fun in February, but yeah. it's amazing. Uh, in the summer and I think just in terms of like big cities it's so clean and midwestern and green yeah. and like diverse and interesting and there's just so many world-class things about Chicago that it's hard not to love it I'd like to live somewhere else at some point in my life um mm -hmm. you know family keeps me here uh yeah. a lot but someday you know when my daughter's off at college and and uh my mom is gone like I don't know maybe I'll pick up roots and go hang out somewhere else for a while. But like I said, I'm fortunate that I get to travel and see a lot of places as part of my work. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I get a good taste of like other places, right. um, but I'm always happy to come home to Chicago. And like I said, you know, fourth generation here, it's kind of in my blood, this city. And it's kind for of, sure. I think I would miss it. I mean, I'll always be able to come back, but I don't know. It's like, I lived in Milwaukee, uh, which is, I, you know, I never consider that really moving away from Chicago because Milwaukee right. is like so close by, but yeah. I, I went to school in Milwaukee and I lived there for uh, eight or nine years afterwards. Mm. And it's like coming back to Chicago was always just a given to me. It was like, well, of course I'll go back there eventually. And right. I did. So 
I don't, I mean, hopefully it, it doesn't make me sheltered having been in one place for so long because I get to travel and see other places and I, I make a deliberate effort to do that. But it is definitely home and a place that I love very much. For sure. I mean, if you're going to be sheltered at one place, Chicago is not a, not a bad spot. It's not like right. you're in the middle I mean, of it's nowhere. It's not like I'm in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> like Nebraska or something. No offense to right. Nebraska people, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Pass of my listenership is in nebraska no i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you never know we're gonna we're gonna yeah. bring them in now on yeah all for the sure nebraskaites are gonna... <laughs> is that what they call themselves nebraskaites i don't know nebraska right. yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, chicago I, I remember like uh i had my office or the place i worked was in waukegan uh yeah. you know right on the border there and like Where my mom lives I, I remember walking in to the office, like, and just from my car to the office, like the top of my water bottle, like froze. This was like January or something. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. We definitely don't mess around with winter here. Like winter is legit and, uh, it sucks. Um, and there's, you know, we pay for a few months out of the year to have a glorious, like other nine months of the year, like, but the, well, I don't know, maybe nine months is generous, <laughs> but, but, you know, between like, I don't, and I don't mind winter during the holidays because it seems seasonal mm. and that's a, right. Really, but like right around January 15th, I'm always like, okay, I'm ready for that to be done. Right. For the snow and the cold and the wind to stop and I'm ready for it to be warm again, but we always have to endure through like another two months of. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everywhere has their, each geography has their thing. I mean, in Seattle, it legit rains for like six months straight. <laughs> so, yeah. See, I'm not yeah. sure I could do that. Like I love Seattle as a city, but I don't know if yeah. I could live in the raininess all the time. Yeah. I don't know. So like, I always joke that, um, like the perfect climate doesn't really exist, but Southern California gets pretty close. If I could afford to live in San Diego the way I live in yes. Chicago, um, I might do that, but I don't know. LinkedIn's going to have to come out with a lot more money for me to do that. There you go. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> come on, LinkedIn. You can do it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I think that was honestly a, a lot of what I wanted to talk about with you. Um, I don't know if there's, whoa, one thing I, I was curious about if you have the time uh, sure. real quick is you, you do seem to have a great engaged following on Twitter. I think you're super funny and like <laughs> genuine, uh, which I love. And so like, yeah, like any, any pointers there on like how you've, you've built that uh, audience. Yeah, you know, everybody hates this answer. Um, when I, cause I get asked this a lot and I, there was no grand master plan. There never has been like, I've been on yeah. Twitter and social media pretty much since just its inception. I mean, I was on Twitter in 2007. Mm. Uh, actually I think I made an account in 2006, killed it and then started a new one in 2007, which is the one I still have now. And, um, I've been active on the web, um, since it started, my dad was in it uh, and MIS. So like I had access to the internet before a lot of other people did. And I was doing like IRC and BB like stuff a long time ago. Like, 
So, I, I mean, I've been involved on the, on the web for a long time and there is no grand architected plan, which is a marketer is kind of a terrible thing to say out loud. It's like, <laughs> there was no strategy here. And like, I promise yeah. I, do, I do things strategically for my clients, but as far as, far as I was <laughs> concerned, like a lot of it's just been organic. And my biggest, I don't even, I hate to call it a tip because it sounds so guru-y, but like consistency is everything. Showing up. Yeah being part of a thing and being willing to give more than you take yeah. um, has always been kind of my mantra. So whether it's writing um, that I did on my blog for many years, it's like give away what's in my head for the, mm. hopefully for the betterment of like the industry as a whole or being part yeah. of those conversations. Um, I show up on Twitter just to kind of like make friends and have fun conversations and sometimes to rant and rave about stuff that pisses me off. And I don't do anything on purpose. I don't care yeah. who's following me. I don't care for how many people are following me. Like right. I've, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Right. Um, for me, it's always just like the fundamentals of community are showing up, being present and doing that on a consistent basis. And I feel like that's the part so many people miss is like they're trying to contrive some easy button or some right. quick fix like how do I do this to grow my audience I'm like you don't you just show up and like are part of it and if right. you're good at it and and contribute something like the audience is the result of the effort you put in it is not the mm. goal so right. uh it's a little backwards like logic I guess but that's always been the philosophy I've approached online platforms with and it seems to work out okay for me um so far, I mean, I'll never be as crazy, you know, internet famous or, or whatever as some other right. people, because I won't put in the designed effort to try to grow that. I just, it's right. not, it's not in my DNA, but you know, I've gotten my, like my job at LinkedIn, I got because of social media, my book deal I got because of social media. Um, That's amazing. You know, lots of clients I've worked with in freelance capacities, like so much has come to me from participating in these channels. So whether it's scripted or architected or not, or very organic, which is the way that I do it, I believe that there's intense value in just being part of the community. So that's the part that I focus on. Love that. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, you know, I, I've had an account forever, but I got more involved in January when I started thinking of the startup to connect with people and learn. And I've been myself, like for better or worse. And sometimes, you know, you get oh, sure. crazy stuff and you're like, Ugh, why am I even doing this? <laughs> but oh, yeah. like, so much good has also come through it that I'm like, oh, I've had know, my fair yeah. share of like yeah. trolls and yeah. I've had a couple of stalkers. I've had a couple of legit uh, death threats over the years. What? Oh my oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, funny enough, one of them came thing. from me uh, telling a guy who was ranting and raving at me on Twitter about something. I said, you're real cute when you're angry. <laughs> it triggered something in that guy. Oh, and he went to town and I had to like lock, I had to get the police involved. And what? Then, oh my gosh. I mean, just I'm last so month sorry. I posted a thread on Twitter, like a, a date that I overheard in a coffee shop that went yeah. kind of crazy viral. And yeah. then um, like, I won't go into too many details, but like some people objected to that whole mm. thing. And I also like, I had someone try to get me fired in my job. I had- what? 
I had to lock down my website and all kinds of stuff because I was getting all kinds of like hate messages and it's crazy. It, yeah, it's just like I mean, the, the internet has its downsides. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I do have to be careful, and as a woman, I to, I do have to be careful, Absolutely. but I take a lot of that stuff in stride. And you're like, it's just kind of hard to putting yourself out there, I guess. Definitely, definitely. You'll have the crazies, just like. Oh man. Well, Amber, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for, for spending the time with me and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch. I'll, I'll be working on kind of editing this and et cetera here in the next week or so, but really appreciate your time. Awesome. It's absolutely my pleasure. Reach out anytime. Excellent. Have a good day. Yeah. You too. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.